You can support our podcast and our organization by visiting our PayPal at paypal.me slash womenoflynn or visiting our company cash app at cash tag Tamani Lynn. Hi, ladies of Lynn. Happy Friday. This is your first ever listening on the Woman Podcast. My name is Tamani Lynn, and I'm the founder and CEO of Women of Lynn, which is a women's empowerment organization that is dedicated to uplifting, empowering, and inspiring all women to be boss through support and networking. We partake in a variation of different initiatives like group community service. We have an international motivational podcast like this one. We do webinars, seminars, workshops. You know, we basically do it, sis. We're known as the one-stop shop for empowerment. And you are listening to the Woman Podcast, where I sit down with female entrepreneurs or W bosses, rather, is what we like to call them. And I sit down with them and I talk with them not only about the topic at hand, but also their journeys of becoming bosses up until the point that we record this episode. And if this is your first ever listening to our podcast, then we do updates in the beginning of every single episode. And we have, let's see, we have two for you ladies this week. So as you ladies know, we've been talking about it the last few weeks on the podcast. The boss. Up Academy applications are open until May 3rd only. Again, they are open only until May 3rd. So if you're interested in intensive business coaching for 12 months via myself, go ahead and submit your application at womenblend.org slash business coaching. Again, applications close on May 3rd. So get your applications in before then, ladies. All right. So that's update number one. And our second and final update is you ladies also know that for the past few weeks, we've been promoting our WMC fundraiser for yoga with women of Lynn. unfortunately the rain hated on us sis this past weekend and we were forced to postpone our free yoga event so ladies please be sure to follow us on instagram at women of Lynn and subscribe to our website at womenoflynn.org to be the first to know when that updated date is so that you know everyone is all aware for the updated date um, but unfortunately we were forced to postpone our event because of course the safety of all of our attendees and our guests and of course um, our instructor and everyone who who was attending uh everyone's safety is our primary um focus so that is our second and final update you ladies also know that we have segments a part of our podcast we have a woman's to watch of the week and then we have an ask money question of the week so i'm gonna go ahead and get started with our woman's to watch of the week our woman's to watch of the week is the amazing alondra Lissette of holistic lola on instagram holistic lola is a black owned health and wellness brand that provides a space for you to be inspired by wellness lifestyle and architecture design you ladies can go ahead and follow alondra and her business page at holistic lola that is holistic h-o-l-i-s-t-i-c-l-o-l-a on all social media platforms her platform is so inspiring especially if you're interested in health and wellness engaging content centered around that we would highly recommend supporting her okay so ladies go ahead and check out her instagram at holistic lola once again all right so that was our woman to watch of the week you ladies know we have nothing but the best of the best Debbie Boss with each and every episode. And this Debbie Boss is inspired by seeing a lack of women in leadership roles at the Fortune 500 and global companies she worked for. She founded Network, a global women in leadership organization and movement on a mission to help everyday women worldwide build the community, confidence, and skills needed to become leaders. She has spoken at events with the United Nations, Vogue, and Create and Cultivate, and has been seen in Huffington Post, Weight Watchers, Thrive Global, ABC, NBC, Fox News, and so much more. Since their launch, she has grown network from her basement to a global community of instructors, members, and over 20,000 network hers worldwide. So please welcome the amazing Jen, everyone. 
Oh, thank you so much, Tamani. It's good to be here, and it's nice to talk to you again. Yes. Thanks for having me. Yes, so happy to have you on the podcast. Oh, my goodness, guys. Jen's brand has grown so much uh, since the last time we spoke. You ladies know that I'm very close with a lot of Debbie bosses who come on our podcast uh, before we sit down and talk about their entrepreneurial journey. And this week, we're hopping into silencing self-criticism and silencing criticism in general. And, you know, I'm very excited to hop into this conversation more in depth with you this afternoon, Jen. Thank you so much, Tamani. No problem. So before we hop into the topic this week of silencing criticism, give us a little bit more about yourself. Where are you from? Tell us all about you before we hop into the topic this week. Yeah, yeah. So about myself and my background. So I'm originally from Nigeria. So a lot of my experiences and things that have motivated me to get to where I am with network is inspired by a lot of the things that, you know, I experienced in my upbringing. You know, I, I, I realized that a lot of us immigrants and minorities there are things that we're not taught from day one from home in our communities. A lot of it is just our parents and our communities don't necessarily have all the right access to certain information. So we almost start our careers at a disadvantage oftentimes. We don't know these games and these tricks and these skills that we need in order to become leaders in our careers. So that's really what started my journey is just my upbringing and realizing, wow, I, I had a lot to learn and that's okay. I struggled in the very beginning of my career career. And a lot of those struggles really pushed me towards my mission with network and wanting to make sure that other women don't have to have those negative experiences that I had working hard to move up the corporate ladder, but realizing that's not happening. Yes, I love that. I think it's so important when we face certain things that we struggle with as bosses and we learn how to work through that. We teach other women how to do the same and we equip other women with the tools and knowledge that we've gained uh, to make sure that no one was in our same position once. Right. And I think that's so inspiring that you've done that. So with that being said, what would you think was the main thing that made you start your very own leadership development brand centered around networking amongst women? Like what was the main turning point where you were like, I have to start network. <laughs> well, frustration for me, it was frustration and frustration from not being where I wanted to be in my career. So I made a big move from California, which is actually where I grew up to Washington, D.C. area. And when I got there, I realized that, OK, I'm not getting ahead in my career. And I knew a lot of that had to do with I didn't have that right network behind me. I didn't have the community behind me. So I wanted to go out and create that community. But I also realized that the events that I was going to they were a little awkward. I'm not going to lie. And I, I didn't feel like I can bring my real self. So I wanted network to be something that was a little different. I wanted us to have a community where women were having a good time and they were letting their hairs down and they were coming as their real selves because I truly believe that's where you make the most valuable relationships and connections when you're out there and you can be yourself. So that's why I wanted to tie a networking space with also my dance background and making it something that was chill and fun that women actually looked forward to. So that's really what inspired it is not being where I wanted to be and realizing that not having the right connections was holding me back. Mm, 
Absolutely. And ladies, um, if you're unaware, actually network is such a great space. Like the networking events are so different. I believe the first event we went to, which was actually a collaboration between Womanland Network, is actually a dance networking class, um, which is what it started off before, of course, you guys grown globally. But um, as Jen said, it definitely allows you to let your hair down and you can definitely come at yourself because when you're dancing, you can't be shy and you can't be, you know, closed off. So you're almost forced to network. So I think it's amazing that you've kind of found that different avenue. So women won't be in the same space of say awkwardness. You know, when some of us attend these networking events, I feel like a lot of you ladies listen can relate to that. Sometimes you guys feel awkward. You guys feel displaced when you go to some of these networking events. All of Jen's events are so down to earth. You have no choice but to be yourself. Um, So that's, I think what I love the most about network. So with that being said as well, Jen, how do you think struggle areas that we might face criticism on can contribute to now passions? For example, um, you stated that, you know, there were many gaps in your understanding of the workforce as a first generation immigrant with parents that didn't work corporate jobs. So network created a space to help fill those gaps for other women. So how do you think those struggle areas that we might have can contribute to now passions? I absolutely love that question. And to be honest, I think it's key, right? When you're starting any kind of organization, any kind of business, you have to, there has to be that personal touch, right? Mm. Because I'm not going to wake up all, all of a sudden and start caring about things if I don't have a space in my heart for it. You know, for me, like you said, a lot of my upbringing and not having these corporate skills from home, not having that right training it's what lit a fire in me. And, you know, I encourage people, right, when you're going through your life and you're going through careers, take notes of things that bother you. For me, it always bothered me feeling like out of the blue. Like, you know, there's all these corporate rules that you don't know and you feel out of the loop. Like, wow, where did I miss the mark? Like, taught in my class was this a class that I missed in college and the answer is really no there's no place for me that I was formally able to learn those things it was on the job skills right but it frustrated me and it was that frustration that led me to want to do something about it so I think oftentimes it's okay to be frustrated and it's okay to have these negative experience but also take note of them track them because every day is not going to be easy when you're building anything but when you have that why and if you have when you have that memory of remembering wow this is how hard it was when I started when I graduated when I was an undergrad you know when I was just getting started interning and having those memories is what's going to help move you and motivate you towards so when the when the time is rough because it's not always going to be an easy journey so you have to have a strong why Oh, absolutely. Having a strong why is so important, especially when you face those areas of criticism and self-criticism, which leads me perfectly into hopping into our topic. So ladies, this week we're talking about how to silence self-criticism and criticism in general when it comes to starting your own business and brand. And a lot of us can face that, right? Whether it's criticism from ourselves, because you know we're kind of, not to say insecure, but starting a brand and a business, it can be new for a lot of people. So a lot of time we face self-criticism and when it comes to us embarking on that new journey that is entrepreneurship we can face criticism from others so with that being said how difficult was to jumpstart a brand that you didn't see present within your industry Jen oh girl it was not easy it was (laughs) it was work and the biggest 
thing, as you said it, something that wasn't there, right? A lot of times when people start businesses, they're able to watch someone who's done exactly what they want to do, and they're able to literally mimic what they're doing. But for me, it was tricky because a lot of what I envisioned for networking was really hard for me to find a role model or a business model that I can kind of emulate, right? Mm -hmm. I had to take bits and pieces of things that worked for me and apply it, but also put my own creativity and hope it worked out, right? Like, for example having this unique a dance style event you know licensing trademarking and licensing that that was the first way we grew right mm -hmm. by licensing and trademarking everything we were doing and packaging it so that other instructors can launch their own network events in other cities that was something i wasn't quite familiar with so a lot of it was being creative like okay can this be done online experimenting being willing for things to not work out exactly how it was so for me it, it was challenging but one thing that helped was having that mindset that I'm just going to continue to experiment. And we're still experimenting. Mm -hmm. My goodness, I, I truly feel like we're at the infancy and we're just getting started. But when you have that mindset that, okay, you're going to try a lot of things and not everything's going to work out, and that's totally fine. That's really what helped me because it's tricky when you're trying something that's not quite been done, but there's other things that are similar that I can learn from. So I have that attitude that I'm going to learn from the places and the people that I'm watching that's succeeding, doing similar work, empowering women. But I'm going to put my own spin to it and be okay with the results that I get, whether they're good or bad. Whatever I get, I'm going to learn from it and I'm going to keep on experimenting. That's really the attitude that helped me. Absolutely. Experimenting is key. Experimenting is so key. Ladies, when you're first starting that brand and business, please know that it's okay to mess up sometimes when you first start. Please know that it's okay to experiment, try new growth strategies, try new scaling strategies. It's a totally okay to kind of rewrite your plan sometimes when you're in that experimenting stage. So ladies, don't feel defeated when you're in those phases because of course, everyone's brand on social media may look perfect, but you may not know what they did behind the scenes to get that you know to get that pickup to get that growth so ladies don't feel you know discouraged when you're going through those same things like what Jen was saying that experimenting stage is totally normal so with jump starting a brand that you didn't see your industry as well Jen did you face any criticism when starting network movement yeah uh, yes a lot and a lot of the criticism quite honestly it came from myself mm. Luckily, I've been very fortunate that the support and the love has been there from day one. We've had a strong community of networkers that rallied behind us. For me, family, friends, my spouse, I've been very fortunate with support. But I do know that a lot of the criticism was self. It was internal. And it came from thinking that things should be a certain way and not having patience to give things time to evolve organically. And I think it's very important when you're dealing with self-criticism to think, ask yourself, like, where did you start? You know, I think a lot of times we make the mistake of we're watching other people, we're watching their mm. journey, they're watching their path, and we have no idea what's going on behind. We don't know what chapter we're watching, right? They can be on chapter four or five. They've been doing this for years. They've been experimenting. They've been hustling behind the scenes. And you're only in your chapter one, yet you're watching someone on their chapter five. Your chapter one is never going to look like someone's chapter who's been in and out of this for years. Mm -hmm. So one thing I've learned throughout my journey is to stop watching other people and measure my success from my day one. What did that look like? And for me, quite honestly, that looked like a lot of hustle and struggle you know the generation before me my parents my grandparents this was a, not my parents but my grandparents they didn't speak english they didn't read they didn't write they didn't have an opportunity to be educated they didn't have a fraction of the opportunities that i had because they weren't available in my country right 
originally from Nigeria, like I mentioned earlier. So when I think about the fact that my grandparents, they were illiterate and they didn't have all this education and look at where I am now, right? I had to do something right to get there. So I always try to remind myself that as I'm watching other people's journey is to remember, wow, they didn't start where I started. You know, they didn't have the same upbringing. They didn't have the same experiences. So it's not fair to myself to measure my success against theirs. We can only measure our success by our day ones and our journeys. And that's one thing that I've been able to use as a strategy to silence self-criticism is stop watching you're on chapter one and two. You can't watch someone else's chapter six and seven. Mm, I love that. I love that. I speak on that so much. Ladies, please do not compare your chapter one to somebody's chapter 15, somebody's chapter 10, because you never know how much work it took to get them to where they are, you know, behind the scenes. And you don't know the things that they were equipped with versus things you might not have been equipped with in your same industry, right? So I love the fact that you touched on that, Jen. That was so important to kind of insert in our topic this week because a lot of self-criticism that we can face can be due to comparison a lot of the time. I know a lot of you bosses listening can relate to this. A lot of the self-criticism that we face, it can come from ourselves, you know, comparing our our journey to others. And that is the number one way to fail, ladies. So when you're in those beginning stages or even if you're a couple years in, please try not to compare yourself. Of course, healthy comparison is totally fine to try to, you know, what Jen said, kind of emulate certain business models and experiment with certain business models to see what works best for you. But when it starts to become an unhealthy comparison, please try to do away with that. So with that being said as well, Jen, how did you overcome the self-criticism, so to speak? One thing is, like I mentioned earlier, is remembering my chapter one. Another thing is celebrating, having a book where you list your accomplishments Mm. and you take time to celebrate them. Because when you're celebrating and you're cheering yourself on, you're reminding yourself how good you've done. It's really important to be really yourself motivated your own self leader because the journey is going to be a it's going to be a lot so if you're kind of waiting and relying on people to cheer you on it's, it's going to be hard sometimes because they're not always going to be available when you need them so for me how I've helped overcome is just continuing to celebrate myself even if I do one little thing like landing a podcast being here like mm-hmm. everything gets celebrated because the more you celebrate you remind yourself that wow I really am making progress I really am winning and reflect every Sunday I think back to the week and I'm like, okay, what all did I accomplish this week? You may be so busy that you might not even have a chance to realize that you had such a successful week. But it was was my sister who said this to me last year. I just got done an event. I think it was the UN. And I was just jumping in straight to working on another project. And she asked me, like, did you even take time to, to acknowledge and like celebrate that? Like, that was kind of a big deal. And I realized I was already planning on an event that we had coming up. And I didn't really give myself time to really take that in and celebrate it. And that's an easy way to be down on yourself when you're not paying attention to the progress that you're making and celebrating those wins. So for me, celebrating is a must. How did you make criticism your fuel and how can other bosses do the same? Yeah, to be honest, I think it's tricky, right? Criticism could be really negative if it's not if it's not constructive. I try to make sure that I understand the balance, right? It's okay to be like, okay, well, I'm not where I want to be. Let me take time to do that. 
but it's also not okay to be nitpicking yourself. So what I do is when I'm, if I'm criticizing myself, it's more so constructive. Like I wouldn't say criticizing, but I'm like evaluate. I think that's a better word, right? Mm. I evaluate where I am. I evaluate what I'm doing and I try to pinpoint what can be done better, right? If something's not working, what can be done better? And always having that flexible mind. I'll give you an example, right? When we first started hosting networking network events, I remember there was one event where everyone was having a good time, but there was a few women that were on the sitting on the sidelines and they weren't dancing and they weren't like engaging and I thought to myself well what, what's going on what's there so after the event I reached out to them I DM'd them I asked them hey is there anything that could we could have done better I noticed that you were sitting on the sidelines mm-hmm. what, what was that about right and they told me that the routine was too hard it was it's funny each of them they had a different variation of oh you know I just I lost track or I couldn't keep up or you know it was a little challenging for mm-hmm. me And I started to think to myself, right, how many people was that the case for that will probably never come back to an event because it was too hard that just didn't tell me because I didn't ask them. Mm. So by reaching out to them, I was able to get that feedback and think like, okay, there are people sitting out. That that means there's room for us to improve. And with that, with the feedback, we were able to simplify our structure and our format so that when you go to a network event now, it's more straightforward. It's less complex. Literally, it will cater to the everyday woman. And we even said that in our mission statement. But I asked the everyday women and they said they couldn't keep up. So, you know, with that, I use that as an example to show you that even when you're happy with what you're doing, it's okay to evaluate and solicit criticism from people because that can be constructive. You always want to be listening to your community because at the end of the day, if you're having, if you're offering any kind of business or service, it's not always, it's not about you. It's about being able to serve your community. So when they give you that feedback, it's important to not take it personally and take it to heart. Like I didn't think I failed because they sat out in class. I just knew that there was something that we can be doing better because a lot of people had a great time, but these few that didn't could give me a lot of important data that I can use to update what we do. And we did update our format based on their feedback. So I think it's always important to be listening to your people. Yes. Listening to your people is so, so, so important, ladies. I think Jen touching on that was a really good thing that she just did. Guys, I hope you guys are writing that down. Reaching out to whoever uses your services or whoever comes in contact with your business or having automated reviews set up within your business is so, so, so important because I never want you guys to think that you're at a certain point to where you can't receive constructive criticism because there's always room to grow. So I think that was an amazing tip that you just shared with our W bosses listening, Jen. Um, I feel like a lot of ladies can start to implement that within their companies and businesses because I'm pretty sure um, there are some people that may come come in contact, ladies, with your business that say didn't like the service. Not necessarily, so to speak, didn't like the service, but they feel like certain things could be implemented. And I feel like we only know those things from those who are partaking in our companies and our services. We can only know that if we ask. So I love that, Jen. Um, Moving forward, what has been the toughest thing that you faced thus far that you feel like Debbie bosses that were in your same position listening can relate to? Yeah, uh, for me, I would say one of the toughest things is not having all the answers. I'm that typical type A personality that I need to have everything planned out, everything organized, everything to the T outline. But the thing about business, right, is you can do everything and things not work out exactly as you envision. And you need to be okay with that. For me, that's been the hardest is accepting that you're not going to have all the answers, but you have to keep going anyways. You have to show up for your community, whether or not you know exactly what the future holds. 
being okay with ambiguity, not knowing what's going to happen in the future, not having all the answers. It's, it's tricky, but for me, it's one thing that I've had to learn how to accept, but it's truly been the hardest. When facing criticism, how can a boss turn that into background noise and how important is it to do so? Yeah. Yeah. It's honestly now when you're dealing with criticism from the outside, I think it's very important to remember that it comes with the territory. If you're doing anything, if you're following your dreams, if you're living a life that most people cannot relate to, that's going to come with criticism and you have to be okay with that. What I say is normalize it, normalize criticism, Mm. normalize. People are not going to be happy all the time. You're not going to be able to please everyone, but just remember that there's people and there's a group of people that need exactly what you you have to offer and the less time that you spend worrying about the people that you can't serve you free yourself now to focus on those people that need you Yes, always focus on those that need you, ladies. Of course, when we start a new business and a new brand and we you know, embark on a new territory and you find yourself growing within that business and brand that you create, criticism comes with the territory. I remember I was at a point where I first started Women's Plan, you know, Women's Department Organization is supposed to be a very positive platform. You know, everything that we do is dedicated to uplifting, empowering women. With that, I started being confused when I was facing criticism. I believe I was like a junior in college lady. This was like a year in since I started my org and I started facing criticism, even though it was very small, very minute, small things that had totally nothing to do with us. I started to feel like, oh my gosh, why am I facing criticism? And I I ran home to my mom. I was like, mom, like, look at, you know, these reviews, X, Y, and Z. And she's like, you know, that comes with the territory, right? So ladies, like when you think of these big companies like Target or Network Movement by Jen or Teen Vogue, different companies like that, you have to think there will always be some sort of criticism in place, whether it's positive or negative. So when you begin to face those sorts of criticism, know that, okay, can I turn it to constructive criticism or is it just criticism to knock me off my pivot because ladies there's definitely a difference in both right so guys when you're facing that criticism as Jen was saying that I think was so important to remember is try to turn it into a constructive piece of criticism if you can whether it's coming from yourself or the outside so thank you again for dropping that gem Jen I feel like a lot of women listening can you know take that bit away from our episode this afternoon yeah, absolutely. And one thing to add, to be quite honest, if you're not getting criticism, I would even be asking yourself, what can I be doing more of? Mm. Because criticism is a sign that you're on the right path because people are noticing you. If people are noticing you, that means you're doing something right. Exactly. So this is actually my favorite question that I think I'm about to ask you um, because I don't think we've had a boss in our podcast yet that is all three. So with being a boss, a wife, and a family woman, a lot of women in our industry face criticism juggling all three. Why do you think that is and what would you tell the people that have something to say about that? Because we, you know, take a burden a lot, you know, when it comes to running an entire company, especially when you're on a global platform like Network and then you're a wife at the end of the day and then you're focusing on your family so tell us a little bit about that oh my god yeah I think that's an awesome question Tamani and it's work man juggling one of them is a lot of work so all three it's it's a lot of work but one thing I will tell you is the criticism in my opinion it comes from the fact that women our roles are changing so much mm-hmm. right back in the days we would sit around you wait to be taken care of we would hide behind the man but now it's like we're we're the number one growing especially women of color we're like the number one growing group of 
entrepreneurs. We're yeah. bosses, we're leading families, we're doing a lot of different things. And this is new for people. So it's like, if just like we mentioned earlier, right? If you're going after things that people are not used to, people are not used to a woman running a business, but also running a home, right? Mm-hmm. Then you're going to face criticism. But for me, it all boils down to what, what do I look at success like? And for me, success involves a woman who's pursuing her dreams, whether that's a business or running a nonprofit or doing charity or staying at home, taking care of kids, right? That's some women's dreams. And that's totally okay with that. Defining what success means to you and owning it and canceling out anything that does not line to success for you. It is okay to do all three. It's okay to have a well-rounded life. You don't need to pick one or another. You don't have to choose between being a wife and having a family or having a successful career. I didn't have to choose. And it's possible to have it all. But the key is knowing how to balance and knowing how to be be very strategic with your time and what you give your attention to. Everything cannot get on your calendar. Everything should not be able to have access to you when you are building the life of your dreams and you're trying to chase a family and be a well-rounded woman. So I think it all boils down to looking at what success means to you and owning it. If that involves having a family, if that involves having being married, if that involves having a business or not, then own that and pursue that and never be ashamed for how you define success. Yes, never be ashamed about how you define success. Last but not least, Jen, what are some general tips and pointers that you can give to the Debbie Bosses listening on ways that they can boss up through potential criticism, whether it's self-inflicted or from the outside that they're facing or may face with their businesses and brands? Yeah, for me, one thing that's always helped me is just continuing to put myself out there, right? I always like to say we are the best sellers of ourselves. So whether that is joining podcasts, whether that's going out there, get networking, getting into involved organizations, putting yourself out there after opportunities, you can't boss up if nobody knows who you are and what you do, mm. right? So you always have to see yourself as your number one publicist, right? I'm my number one publicist. Every time I'm at, I'm promoting what I do. I'm promoting myself, Right. That's how you boss up, even when you're being criticized, even if you don't feel like it some days, but putting a habit of always putting your name out there, putting yourself out there for opportunities, you'll be surprised how they'll elevate you and your brand by just continuing to show up. You have to show up. It's the first step. Earlier tonight, that was one thing I told you I admired the most about you is that you continue to show up. You cannot get to the next level and boss your life up if you're hiding behind anything, whether that's imperfections, if you're hiding behind criticism. You see this with women a lot. We try to downplay how powerful we are because Mm -hmm. we're afraid people are going to attack it and criticize but you cannot hide if you're trying to get to the next level in your career you've got to put yourself out there and keep being the best seller of yourself yes thank you so much Jen I really do appreciate that um the words that you spoke and you know with Jen saying that as well ladies please know that as she said you are your number one publicist don't be afraid to walk into a next level if you see it coming for yourself because you're afraid of how people might perceive it or you're afraid of the criticism that may come or you're afraid of how people may you know take how this new level is about to be for you keep showing up for yourself keep showing up for yourself be your biggest publicist and be the biggest boss that you can be at all times because you never know who is watching so in closing Jen what's next for yourself and your brand and where can our ladies and listening find you as far as your website socials etc because we know you ladies have another event coming up so we would love for our listeners to be ahead and be in attendance 
Awesome. Absolutely. So what's next for us? I'll start there. So this year, we actually launched Network Society. So that's our membership community for early career women, leadership and career development. We launched that with the pandemic because we saw so many women being unemployed, being set back in their careers. So we wanted to have that global platform to support them. It is a virtual and it's a digital program. And we do have membership levels of different at different levels for different women, whether you're in career in your in school or if you left school or you're out of career and you're early career woman. So that's one of the things that we have. And then also we're actually getting ready to launch Network University. Yes. So this is <laughs> so yeah, this is our new educational platform and career shop where we'll be hosting courses, ebooks, different leadership levels and trainings, things that can support women throughout their leadership journey. So this will be another digital platform. So a lot of what's new for us is continuing to find ways to make leadership and career development trainings and resources accessible for women. Because again, like I told you, this is one of the biggest challenges that I had when I started my career is not knowing where to start. Hmm. So what's next for us is making sure that we're putting out a lot of things to support the women throughout their career journey, no matter where they are. So that's what's next for us. Where are people can find us. We have a website. It's networkmovement.com. That's network spelled N-E-T-W-E-R-K. We also have a Facebook group community, so you can join it by searching Network Movement. And then, of course, also we're on all social media platforms. Our handle is at Network Movement. So you're always welcome to reach out to myself. We have different resources. We even have a free gift for everyone who's listening today. We have a free network step-by-step guide for networking with templates. If you're shy, if you're not someone who knows what to say when you go out, I'll make sure Tamani has the link where you can go ahead and download your free step-by-step guide. Yes. Thank you so much, Jen. That link will be in our podcasting notes at the bottom of our episode, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Google Play. Um, thank you so much, Jen, for joining us this afternoon. We were able to touch on so many different things centered around self-criticism, criticism that we might face from the outside, you know, different things as far as juggling being a boss, a wife, and a family woman, and everything in between. So thank you so much for being here this week, Jen. Yes, of course. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. Love the work you're doing. So definitely keep it up. Thank you. Thank you, ladies, so much for tuning in to yet another episode on the Woman Podcast. You ladies can listen in on this podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, any major podcast listening platform there is. We are basically on, sis. Thank you, ladies, once again for tuning in. And you ladies will hear me next week with a special guest. Peace, ladies. Have a safe weekend.